I sat Stephanie down, armor on. She knew nothing, but I just said, hey, I'd, can we talk? I, I don't believe in God anymore, and I don't want to be married anymore. I I think he even says, like, I didn't say anything for almost half an hour after the initial bomb drop because either one of those statements I never, ever, ever in a million years imagined coming out of my husband's mouth. Listeners, we have a special interview in store for you today. The names are Chris and Stephanie Teague, and what makes them so incredible and why we wanted to talk to them is they are musicians, but their duo is called Out of the Dust. The whole premise of it is the fact that God has restored their marriage, which went through an incredible um, hardship. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, we'll let them t- they're telling their whole story today, so I don't want to give it away, but yeah. just know this, that they are a story of redemption. Mm-hmm. They are a story of restored love, restored mm-hmm. marriage, restored lives. If you need hope in your marriage, if you need the message of the impossible becoming possible because of Christ, take a listen to this episode. I think that it will bless you. We both think that it will bless you. It blessed us tremendously. And mm-hmm. you might know somebody that needs to hear this, this message of hope and redemption and restoration. So take a listen. Uh, we hope you're blessed by it. Chris and Stephanie, welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. We are so glad to have you. Hey. 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 This is our first in-person interview, so we're actually looking at them face, face to face. To face. Yes. And it's awesome. I feel honored. Yeah. <laughs> we're so grateful you guys are here. So we met them in Wisconsin, actually, not what, like a month and a half ago? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. They were singing, we were speaking, but we our time didn't overlap, which was kind of disappointing. Well, we got in just a little bit. We got in that, that evening was our and fault. you guys had done, that was our fault. done the thing yes. you had uh-huh. sang that evening. Yes. Yeah, and that was a that, that was a fun conference, except for did you so we left the the day after you left, I think, and we almost got snowed in. Yeah, it snowed it's like yes, a foot we that left night. right before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. We woke up at we were supposed to leave our room at like seven a.m. It was six thirty. I'm like, wake up, we got to go. <laughs> there's snow. There's plows. I don't know. We got to go now. <laughs> we had to drive like five hours to Chicago from there. Yeah. Oh my so goodness. yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, it was fun meeting you guys very briefly. Yeah. I think the point we wanted we wanted to have you on the show was just obviously talking to you, hearing your story. Um, and it, we get a lot of folks that ride in from a place of hopelessness, from a place mm. of um, feeling like um, they, they're just at an impasse and they can't figure out a way forward with their, with their marriage, their mm-hmm. spouse. They feel like they've just lost it. Mm. And um, your story, I think, speaks to that. And I, I'd, love to, I'd love for you to share, you know, your band is called Out of the Dust. I don't know if it's, is a band the right thing. You know, we it's go just, back and forth. Okay. It's really just the two of us, okay. but you can call it a band. It feels weird to call <laughs> it your act because that sounds like disingenuous. <laughs> duo. Yeah, I don't know. your duo. Yeah. So, so you're musicians and you perform as an act called Out of the Out of the Dust. Uh-huh. I love I love to have you share kind of where that came from in your story. I, the whole the, the entirety of this podcast will be you sharing your story. So. How about we just let you guys talk? Where, where, maybe who are start, you? Maybe start with yes, who they are, <laughs> yeah, okay. a little about their family, where they come from, and then yeah. about their band, and then they can okay. share more. Of In that story. order, perfectly. Don't mess it up. Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh, well, uh, our band, our our, our well, act, wrong order. Our no. duo. <laughs> what's the What's the order again? It's okay. I, it's I, okay. I was looking at you because okay. you have a better memory than I do. You're good. You're good. 
No, we're we're both from Nashville area, born and raised. We're a rare breed. Musicians actually from Nashville. Wow. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but we uh, all our families there grew up there. Uh, we met at church. Very southern thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the Bible Belt there in Nashville. Uh, met at sixteen and seventeen nice. on a mission nice. trip through our church to Philadelphia. Sounds Philadelphia. Great. <laughs> so that's where we began. Nice. Nice. And then you dated for a number of years, I would assume, and, and how'd that go? <laughs> well, Stephanie had a boyfriend when we first met, so trouble. <laughs> um, so serious. I'm sixteen years old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we um we dated for three and a half years before we got married. Um, and that's, I think that was just the sweet time, you know, like we were young and dumb mm-hmm. and didn't know what we didn't know. And, um, I, really it was all just building to like, we were growing up together, mm-hmm. you know, when you meet so young, um, we were just completely different people than we were back then, but we were still just kind of forming who we were. And, uh, we, we ended up going to college in the same town, almost didn't go to college in the same town, but, um, yeah, we, we got, uh, married when we were in college. So that led to, um, quite a bit of, of, of not strife, but just like busyness just and yeah. oh my goodness, it's like class and yeah, jobs. And, oh, and... we are very familiar. This is exactly our story. Like <laughs> yeah. we dated for four years, 16, 17, went to college for two years and then got married. Like we got married halfway. in the middle. That's what we did. Yes. See, <laughs> you're in good company. We yeah. know the struggles, man. Yeah. We just figured, Hey, class, we can do it. Time like, jobs. <laughs> we had scholarships. So, yes. Hey, if we can do it, why wait another couple there you years? Go. So, yeah. So yeah. you're talking to, yeah, very familiar with that. Awesome. It's so cool. I feel like we're just best friends already. So anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so uh, after getting married, um, we, we'd been involved at church. I mean, we, we met at church. We went to church together. We, we were serving at church together too. And, and um, at that early stage in our marriage, we, we went to college group. We uh, were leading worship through like the high school ministry. So I think... Um, from the outside looking in, it was like this couple had it all together. And I think, I mean, we kind of fooled ourselves into believing that mm-hmm. too. It's really easy to serve God and get wrapped up in the serving and, mm-hmm. and not focus so much on the dwelling and being. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that kind of started to take a toll. Um, just our ignorance of what what a good marriage was. We, we'd fooled ourselves into thinking that we were okay and that we didn't need help hmm. uh, and didn't have really anyone checking in on us hmm. or no one asking us hard questions, um, no one that we were bringing anything to, um, which, which was a detriment for sure, especially looking back and knowing how much we didn't know. Um, but we, we ended up um, kind of growing apart um, hmm. through, even though we're, you know, you live under the same roof. Everyone knows this. You mm-hmm. live under the same roof. You, you can even serve together and be in love, but mm-hmm. still start to kind of drift. And, and walking through that season of, of young adulthood as a young man, um, there was a lot of kind of questioning that started happening around my faith. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask Stephanie. We do get a lot of young wives writing in and um, mm-hmm. maybe think back to that time and do you remember some of the struggles that you faced as a young wife? And did you feel like those were big indicators of deeper things? Or did you feel like those were just 
you kind of glossed over them. I think looking back on my own story, I think we probably glossed over too much, you know? Oh, totally. I think I I can be optimistic to a fault mm. and kind of and naive, honestly, because I would rather assume that everything's okay. Mm. Uh, we definitely <laughs> had some communication problems. Um, and a lot of that, I think, came from us bringing very different expectations into the marriage. And our, our home lives were very different. He was raised by an incredible woman, a single mom. It was mm-hmm. just him and his mom, so he didn't have a dad in the home. And then I came from a pretty typical, like, Christian household, mom and dad, mm-hmm. brother, uh, my parents very much in love. And so I had this example of, it's like the epitome, you know, right. of, the, of the husband and father in the home. So I came in with a lot of expectations on him that weren't communicated well mm-hmm. and, you know, things that he didn't even know. Mm-hmm. So, that's always great. Yes, <laughs> when you don't discuss those things. But well, then we had um, all of uh, a half a day of premarital counseling. Yeah. So you know, yeah. some of that stuff came up, but it was we never really drilled down. Yeah, totally. Hmm. I think it's hard to know too. I think we did like a week or something. I don't even know. I don't even feel like we I really had. Remember. Yeah, yeah, they like gave us a book, and that was it. <laughs> so we didn't. We were the same. Like we didn't have many conversations. It's hard to know like how bad you are at marriage <laughs> before you've even jumped in, right? Like, I don't know all my faults. I just think we're getting married. It's going to be great. So, right. Oh, and that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, people say it's hard, but we're in love. Yeah. Like, we're not going to be like mm. that. Yeah. <laughs> so then just little things like um, he would go out late at night after he worked. When we were in college, he had a was a server at a restaurant, which mm. is not the best environment if you've ever worked in restaurants mm-hmm. for whatever reason. <laughs> so he would go out late with people I didn't really trust and – um, getting into some things that he eventually was hiding from me. But just, you know, I had that that feeling, just, I don't know, discernment, something that mm. just did not sit well with me. But then it never went well when we tried to talk about it because then there was bitterness and resentment developing and all of that, mm. that combination of... I think part of it was like things. self-protection too on mm-hmm. your part, you know, yeah. like it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't good. So you would kind of shove it away or, or not not want to not want to worry about it but then he didn't even know that that wasn't necessarily something i don't say that's the wrong thing for him to do but that Mm -hmm. that that there was even an expectation on my part that well he should be home with me Mm. in the evening so Mm -hmm. just a few little things like you know hindsight is 2020 but these little these little yeah things that we noticed Mm -hmm. Uh, i have a on that note i have a question follow-up question for chris so it it's it's easy to see in hindsight you know where where you kind of started to drift apart. And I heard you mention that early on and you felt it happening. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, you felt the drifting starting to happen. Uh, you know, they say one degree off now, it will be, you know, mm-hmm. in a totally different place, you know, years down the road, which I'm sure is where you found yourself. So in hindsight, where would you say that that first fork in the road happened where you felt like your heart shift? Like I think a shift of heart or what a, a departure of heart happens usually a lot sooner than like you leave physically or you leave even emotionally. You find your heart leaving in some way. So where would you kind of, in hindsight, pinpoint? Something came to mind that we don't talk about all the time. I remember us having a conversation like before we even got married, wondering if we should wait. Um, And so I'm like recalling this in my mind and wondering what was happening around that. And I'm remembering that 
when we were dating, I just remember being feeling so connected to God and connected to Stephanie through that. We would like share, we would stay on the phone for hours, like just talking about like what God showed us that day. And like, I used to see God in, in French fries, like waffle fries and stuff. Like he would just reveal himself to me in these like weird metaphors and stuff. And, um, but I, as, as we, I I think honestly, if I had to be perfectly candid, I think that I, I'd probably put marriage on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that I had all these desires in me and things that, you know, every young man wants. Um, but also just, I think, a, a, a desire for, like, the next level that's more connected, more mm. just – and it sounds so cliche, but thinking that marriage would – like solve some of these problems. And I don't know that it was that overt because that sounds really obvious, but I think that, mm. that lie, that idol, that, 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 um, that wrong way of, of seeing what marriage is mm-hmm. crept in and, mm. and probably it's almost like we were kind of set up for failure because I had that expectation mm. of marriage early on that it would, that would make me whole or that it would, you know, make me happy. I it guess. would somehow satisfy on deeper like you felt some some sense of satisfaction in your dating lives and your faith life up until that point, but it was like this marriage marriage was like this magic threshold. Mm-hmm. And once you get past that I do point, mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden, yeah, that thing should come to life, right? Mm-hmm. This this satisfaction should have full fuller life in it. And I think, I mean, definitely that's that's a theme we see in marriages. And it's obviously you know everybody talks about marriage is harder the first year, all that kind of stuff, but. To, to different differing degrees. I think mm-hmm. I saw somebody today on on Twitter say that um, I had idols of comfort and ease before I had kids. It's just my idols were coddled. Now that I have mm-hmm. kids, I'm constantly tripping over my idols of ease and comfort, <laughs> and they never seem to go away. And I think marriage has a way of bringing out a similar kind of awareness of our idols yeah. than that. So yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> Excuse me. Taking like a fifty thousand foot view of sort of where you guys are at in your marriage, because I don't think our listeners know their entire story, which they do share it on their website. But you guys did get divorced and were separated for about a year. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, maybe just walk us up to that point. And maybe, Chris, what you struggled with, um, Stephanie, what you struggled with, and then, of course, how God sort of reconciled mm. you guys back together and don't be shy again. And <laughs> cause w- there are people listening that are right where you guys were at or mm. are even in the middle of it. And so, um, I think you guys are a beacon of godly hope for people. So, um, yeah, maybe just share kind of, we heard where, where you guys kind of started struggling and then maybe kind of walk into that a little. Uh, I will so echo that like as not that we are the beacon of hope, but that God is the rescuer and, Mm -hmm. and, um, not that you would mean that, but no, yeah, sure. You're good. Your (laughs) listeners know. Um, but like just to know where, how different we are, how different we were, Mm -hmm. how, how different of people we were and how far we drifted. Like if God can save Mm -hmm. us and bring us back to the beautiful place that mm. that he's brought us now it can it can he can do that for anybody um but moving back to our story i mentioned I mentioned the idol i mentioned stephanie mentioned um this kind of rift um this distrust or this kind of thing happening where she felt like something was off um early on in our marriage so i built up this pedestal i put marriage mm. on this pedestal and so early on there's i think that 
the differences that we walked into marriage with and the different ideas of what that would be like um, created, you know, sexual tension and I had expectations and I would, I would not meet her expectations. And, and then, you know, that would create this kind of cycle of, mm. of uh, dissatisfaction with both of us, her not mm. being fulfilled emotionally. And, you know, yeah, I, I feel repercussions of that physically. So that started to exacerbate the problem. Like it just made everything kind of worse. And I was going out and hanging out with these friends, um, getting into, to, you know, reprobate activities. Um, and as I was walking through college too, every, every person has to own their faith. And I grew up in the church. I'm serving the church. Um, but I start having these ideas and I'm, I've always loved science. So I watch like science documentaries and they don't really care about, um, you know, the, the godly. Yeah. yeah, They, they just, they kind of, they just kind of skip over that part. Um, which is okay. I think, to, to their credit, but I, I just, I was fed by that. I was fed by, hmm. um, yeah. an absence of, of, of godly input. And so hmm. those doubts turned into secrets cause I'm, I don't really have this like elder structure or mentor or, or any kind of support system where I can really be honest, yeah. uh, with what I'm going through. And that started, that started, um, probably in college, I would say. Um, so as I'm falling away from God, there's, there's less and less accountability and I'm getting into drugs and alcohol and when well, you're in the music and... industry, which is really wholesome, yeah. you know, <laughs> so yeah. eyebrows raised. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So that, that all just, uh, drove us further apart when, when I don't, I didn't feel like I could even really be honest with Stephanie because I, I just, I knew she's so, she, in, in my mind early in our marriage, it was like she was perfect and her family was kind of perfect. And I felt like I was not good enough. Mm. And so to introduce any ideas or like I would try to talk about doubts and, and I would do it the wrong way, <laughs> but I would just get more and more closed off. Yeah, no, I was going to pause you right there. Stephanie, what's your side of of all of this happening? Like you're, he's gone, you're, he's not able to talk to you about doubts or you hear, you feel like you can't communicate them, Chris, Mm -hmm. but you probably feel like you couldn't hear them. Like you're, you're like, what? You're renouncing your faith basically? Like, you know, you're hearing these big extreme messages, but just kind of maybe paint the picture of where you're at um, and the struggles you are facing. Well, he honestly didn't tell me. Okay. So I... I think maybe you had hinted at some struggles at one point, and I I don't know if I just wasn't receptive or it was just I'm very black and white, like and, mm. and faith is just whatever reason it's not been something I've struggled with in my past. Just seeing God's faithfulness so clearly throughout my life, and so I if I did hear it, it was probably just like it's fine, like he'll get over it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine. Like I just never assume that it's going to get worse. So. Mm. Yeah, I I just I think that's a very common like wife. At least I'm I'm totally associating with that. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. They'll get through it. They don't yeah, need, we're good. Like, yeah, it's everybody fine. goes through we'll this. Back. Especially yeah. in the church, you get you know you have to come to a point where you your faith becomes your own. Yes. So I just thought he's going through that. It's it's fine. Like oh, and I remember you were reading some you know like Case for Christ and some of these mm-hmm. other books. I'm like that's good. Like he's yeah. reading what he needs to be reading. Christianity. But then yes. but then I find out later like they weren't strengthening 
his mm-hmm. faith, it was almost like you were looking for holes. Yeah, the problem was that I was I was looking for holes mm-hmm. because I I was I was pursuing these selfish yeah. pleasures and drugs and seeking satisfaction outside of God, outside of the wholeness and oneness of marriage, mm-hmm. and um, it, it got to the point. I mean, you mentioned like renouncing my faith. I I had all but done that inwardly, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. still living this life of like being on stage and serving on worship teams. And hmm. um, I was still playing the part, but but living a completely different life. Yeah, I remember reading on your <clears throat> on your website uh, how you had kind of two, two separate lives that were running in parallel to each other, but totally at odds with one another. And uh, at what point did all that kind of come to a head? Uh, well, the, the seeds that were planted of those idols unchecked just continue to snowball like they always do Mm -hmm. and things that had been planted possibly even before we were married but certainly like early on in our marriage um snowballed out of control to the point uh where i i believed that i was going to be better off Mm -hmm. i was going to be happier she was going to be happier Mm -hmm. i convinced myself of all of these things secretly Mm -hmm. um and I got ready. I prepared. I wrote this huge, like, faith manifesto thing. <laughs> and um, I sat Stephanie down, armor on. She knew nothing, but I just said, hey, I, can we talk? I, I I don't believe in God anymore, and I don't want to be married anymore. Hmm. Wow. That's brutal. Stephanie, how did Stephanie, that hit you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's it's like a dream to think about because I, I could not even process what was happening because it, it was a complete like blindside for me. How long have you guys been married at this point? We had been married about three and a half years, okay. which hmm. we've been told is the new seven-year itch. Yeah. It's now changed to three and a half. Yeah. Like, that's right where we were. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I couldn't even couldn't even process. Yeah, that night, I, I think he even says, like, I didn't say anything for almost half an hour after the initial bomb drop because – like I'm, I'm such a, I'm a very internal processor anyway, okay. and like it's like my brain was a computer that just could not compute yeah. what was happening. Yeah. Mm. Um, because either one of those statements, I never, ever, ever in a million years imagined coming out of my husband's mouth. Mm. Mm. So, what were you feeling? Uh, Did you just shock and and disbelief? Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was anger. There was. I don't even know that I could separate all of them. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it was all there. Did you feel any, like, what, how, this is my fault? Or did you process, did any of those kind of things creep in or? Initially, um, and just part of my journey from that point, um, because there was a lot of pride mm-hmm. and self-righteousness that God very graciously <laughs> revealed to me mm-hmm. going through all of that. Um, so my natural bent was no this is not my fault like Mm. it was more of the how dare you like how is this wow yeah how could you do this um so like that night it's all a blur (laughs) in my head but I know we were about to go to dinner with my parents oh gosh which is Mm. I don't know why he would choose (laughs) that (laughs) night I don't know if he thought like he would tell me and then we'd go tell my parents I don't I don't know so I I was like I I can't go anywhere so he went and told my Mm. parents that night and my my brother and sister-in-law and then um, they ended up coming back to the house where I was and I just remember being curled up in the bed mm. just frozen basically 
Mm, can't imagine. Wow. So you're reeling, Stephanie, from this. Mm. You're curled up on the couch, crying and dealing with the pain. So wh- Chris, where did you at that point? And again, we don't have to rehash the whole thing, but I'm just sure. A lot of couples, like we said, are yeah. going through this, and and I think, mm-hmm. I think it's important that we call out the lie, mm-hmm. and see one of the things you said is you didn't have anybody t- speaking into your marriage in those younger years, kind of helping you, you know, uh, parse those lies and mm-hmm. say no, that's a lie, that's a truth. Your covenant is there; it's not dissolvable. It's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You need to stick with it. Love is not a, ch- it's not a feeling; it's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's an action. And so a lot of times you think, oh, I've fallen out of love. I don't know if that was a lie that you thought of or it's, or if it's more like marriage isn't for me or I just, I want out of this, this marriage isn't for me. Right. We talked about the the myth of the soulmate, right? If we always say that your soulmate is the person you're married to, Mm. (laughs) it's not some person you have to meet or yet Mm -hmm. to meet. Or you missed. (laughs) Or that you missed or lives in another continent somewhere. Your soulmate is the person you're married to. You Mm -hmm. were made into one flesh. So I calling out those lies, I think knowing that this is kind of how it tends to look is important. So that night, again, you told, you told Stephanie, you told her family, what, what next? Yeah. Um, hmm. Well, it was, um, it was like, for me, it was like a thing I had to do to get where I wanted to go. And it wasn't Mm -hmm. something I, necessarily wanted to do because I, again, I never lost sight of Stephanie's righteousness is a weird word, but I guess that's probably how I would categorize it. So like, I didn't want to hurt her. I didn't want to hurt her family, but like, it didn't matter. Like I can't hide behind that sort of, Mm. that sort of shield. Like it was, it was pure and utter selfishness for me to do what I was doing, but it, that doesn't mean it didn't like, it didn't, I didn't pain me to do it in a weird way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause sin is just like, I'm just, is there's so much gravity, you know, mm-hmm. of, of self and freedom and what I want to do. And I feel shame about being this secret person for so long. Right. Maybe if I can get away from this accountability, from like this person right. where I feel this righteous standard, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe then I won't feel so much shame and I can be free. Um, and I think I felt that way about God too. And it was kind of just a smoke screen, but I, I, I went through with it, you know, I, I left and well, Stephanie ended up moving out, but I filed papers and about five months later, um, the divorce was final. Um, she'd already moved out by then. And, and I, um, I took the house and I'm going to pause real quick. Stephanie, yeah. did, did you have any hope of reconciliation at this point? Were you like, praying for Chris were you hope mm-hmm. contending for your marriage or were you just like whatever I I was okay. I I fought for our marriage for a while um and like we lived together for a solid month after okay. all of that happened just and I remember staying up late some nights just talking and trying to figure out like yeah. even just having these theological discussions that I'm just not equipped to, to have with somebody who's saying that you know right. the bible's not truthful or whatever so um yeah, I just got to the point where I think I realized that it's not it's not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Like me us being here living together mm-hmm. is not helpful if anything. It's it's hurting. Mm-hmm. It's hurting that. Um and I had uh, my best friend had actually walked through a really similar situation a year before. 
Mm. Um, very similar. Husband left. He was real involved in the church and and just watching the pain that she went through as she fought for her marriage and um, not that you shouldn't like, but the way that we were, that I was mm. doing it, it just, it wasn't helpful for us to be together. Mm in that process because it was very clear that he had his own journey that I couldn't be a part of Mm. to get to that place. So after signing the papers, Mm -hmm. you were still praying for him still? I was. Yeah. And, and even just signing the papers, I, I struggled, you know, even Mm. just looking biblically, like what am I supposed to do? Um, but I really felt God release me to sign them in a weird way. Um, I mean, his he knows better, mm. <laughs> which I learned so quickly because I'm so self-sufficient. Mm. I, um, I think I am. I think I know better quite <laughs> often. But um, I before I signed the papers, I had sent him an email because that's the only way we were communicating. And I just told him, like, this is, you know, I spelled out, like, I still want this. I still want to mm. fight for you. I still am willing to figure it out. Mm. Um but if this is what you want and you know this is what you want, then I'm going to submit to that and sign. And so hmm. he hmm. did. So, Wow. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah. So, Chris, talk to us about – so you're at five, six months now. Mm-hmm. What's what's the Lord doing in your heart or when does he <laughs> – when does, does the collision happen, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can, I, I've, I've said a lot. Um, there's just – there's – there's so many metaphors and so many things I can say about like what that season looked like. It was just more of the same. It was more of me getting what I wanted, more mm. you know, chasing after what I thought was going to make me happy, uh, and it was great for a while. Um, but I just I have this image of um, it sounds weird, but like Wiley e. Coyote, you know, he like <laughs> he like he's already run off the edge of the cliff. He just doesn't know it yet <laughs> right. until he looks down. <laughs> That's the rule, right? If you don't look down, you'll never fall. <laughs> that's, that's the cartoon rule anyway. <laughs> and so I'd left, you know, I'd left this protective hedge uh, that, you know, the Lord had provided, this this community, this, this hmm. you know, I'd, I'd left all of that in pursuit of myself, um, which is very prodigal. Um, hmm. And I, Satan has a really great, marketing department um <laughs> and and makes tons of promises that you know he, yeah. that, that don't deliver like you said it gets flipped and um you know the the specific instance um of everything starting to change for me kind of that rock bottom um was really just i, I felt like i never quite i I'd, I'd convinced myself that stephanie and i really probably should have never gotten married because we were so different we just didn't belong together. We just weren't right for each other. I even remember telling her, um, ladies, how many of you want to hear this? I said, even if I believed in God, we just we just don't make sense mm. together. So, I mean, that just gives you an idea of where I was. Mm. Um, uh, but I found a, you know, found a, a, a person that I thought had everything that I wanted and, and allowed me to be the person that, I felt like I could never be with Stephanie, which really just means the freedom to sin, you know, to sin and yeah. be that kind of person. Um, but when that, when the, that, that relationship was just built on lies and built on mm. me pretending to be somebody, I wasn't actually pretending to be a person that I thought I was, you know, I thought I was this enlightened kind of right. free, brave person mm. who left it all. And wow. um, yeah. when that, 
when 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 the when the levee broke in that in that relationship and those lies started to surface and and it was exposed that it was all just my selfishness and me wanting what I wanted um, hmm. everything came tumbling down um, and I think God uses a lot of different things to bring people to that breaking point but for me it was just that relationship going going sour and um, me realizing how selfish I was even in the midst of that relationship itself so um, but I was waking up and cold sweats and having anxiety and attacks and uh, just like it was it was it was rough and I I don't want to like say there was any like necessarily mental illness or, or whatever but oh my gosh like just it, it was awful it was mm. awful to to finally be in that darkness but have no protection to mm. be in that darkness and have no like no no friend or, or savior or hope or person to cry out to um and you know it was a it was brokenheartedness that i had believed these lies and i'd been sold a bill of goods um Mm. that that came back um empty and so i've said before that when our hearts break they break open Mm. and they're either hardened or they are broken open and in god's mercy when when Mm. i hit rock bottom my heart broke open and he moved into that place and it wasn't from a it wasn't from a place of like oh chris here's this intellectual argument that's going to make you believe in me now Mm. um you know truth is is it's it's intellectual but it's also experienced um and i experienced the truth that my will leads to my destruction, you know, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you're, you're breaking out in cold sweats and <laughs> not sleeping well. What's going on with, with you, Stephanie, what's happening in that, at that moment and, and begin to paint a picture of how the reconciliation began. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd love to hear that from your, your perspective. Sure. I mean, I, I had gone through, just all the stages of grief, really, you know, with with any sort of tragedy as I've lost my best friend Mm. and the life that I thought that I had all planned out and had dreamed of. And, Mm. and so the Lord, gosh, just kept putting people in my path. And, um, like a, even just a women's retreat, I went to the month after everything happened, it was all about finding joy in the midst of suffering and just, (laughs) just all of these just beautifully tangible ways that the Mm. Lord was taking care of me through it. And, um, and again, like I mentioned, he he very graciously just showed me that I I was not. It wasn't Chris was the prodigal. He was the one sinning, and I wasn't. You know, there was so much sin in my own heart that I was too prideful to see and mm. too self righteous to understand was even there. So, um, so it was a it was a hard journey for me, even just through that, a very freeing journey. But just knowing and having the opportunity, I think for the first time ever, to not be in control because I couldn't control anything <laughs> anymore, right, right. Um, and just knowing that that was such a it's a scarier place, but a more freeing place to be to yeah. really just give it to the Lord. So, so fast forward, I'm kind of getting used to this new normal yeah. of, of trusting the Lord and whatever was going to happen where my life was going, whether that involved Chris or not. Um, at that point, I didn't see me being a part of him mm. coming back to the Lord. I thought he would, but I didn't think I would be a part of it. Okay. Um, like I even started going to a divorce care class mm-hmm. and 
uh, about that time, I started hearing from his mom that some things were happening and to be praying for him. And hmm. like, okay, sure, <laughs> I will, but I don't, you know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he ended up contacting me and my parents, actually. I think you called my mom first. Uh, again, he was very close with my family, <laughs> if you can't tell. <laughs> yes. Um, and he met with them first and confessed everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know fully how the conversation went, but my mom called me right after and she said, you know, he would like to talk to you. I think it'd be really good for you if you did. So we ended up getting together and... Were you wanting to talk to him? Did you feel okay with that? I felt I guess, okay with yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. She, she wouldn't let me in the house. Though. I did. <laughs> I bought. I bought a new house. Okay. In the same neighborhood because I'm kind of stubborn like that. And I really <laughs> love the neighborhood, uh, but I could go around, so I didn't see his house. Um, but yeah, I. I mean, I had a roommate, and like my family, we had paint or written scriptures all over the floor. Like it was my. This was my safe place, yeah. and so uh, we walked the neighborhood for a couple of hours. And wow swap stories of what God had done in our lives that year. And uh, he had a whole list in his phone of all these ways that God just so obviously was showing up Mm. and things he was teaching him. And I had gone to Africa that summer, which was so out of my norm (laughs) to do that on my own, like with people I didn't know. And um, so then at the end of that whole night, he shared with me, what were your words? I don't know, but that part of the story just shows how good God is to take the stupidity of of a of a boy trying to, you know, trying to trying to make amends. Uh, I just told Stephanie I, I felt, and it was real. It was it was real. It was true. I never felt God tell me anything. Maybe even now to this point, like I've never felt more compelled that God was telling me to do something yeah. than I was in this season, and I felt like He was telling me to pursue Stephanie again. I don't know that I did that perfect. So this was perfectly. at the end of this conversation. We <laughs> yeah. hadn't talked in months, and he basically is like, God told me we should be together again. <laughs> and, uh, God's grace. <laughs> it's not the best way to do God it, fellas. Told me Surprise. So. Surprise. I did not say, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're like, show me, right? Exactly. Me. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the best things that I was told throughout the process was that you know, forgiveness I had forgiven him. Forgiveness can be given, but trust takes time mm. and actions, repeated actions to rebuild. So oh, yeah. uh, so we didn't jump right back into it. And I, again, because this is how God works, I was finally to the place of like, he's not in my life anymore. And I'm going to figure out what that looks like. How many times have you heard that story, though? Where, <laughs> as soon where, as you let go, yeah. you know. Yes. Guys it's and like, girls are like, I, I just, I don't even need a boyfriend or girlfriend right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm in a good place with God. Totally. And then here comes the spouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. So uh, at that point, we um, we decided to be smart about it <laughs> this yeah. time around and yeah. involve people, mm. which we didn't do the first time. So, um, and we also didn't want emotions to get in the way or control it. Right. Because... Just can't trust yes. <laughs> trust that, and especially in such a delicate yeah. situation. So, and I really just needed to see that that change that I'd seen that night was real, and it was a true heart, true gospel transformation. You know, Absolutely. so um, so we took some time. Not we didn't talk. Um, we involved our pastors and family and friends, and um, did mm-hmm. counseling separately, and just wanted to pursue what the Lord's will was for our lives. Because wow. we both found that year that we just we don't do well when we take the reins of our lives and not let him in. Um, so mm. 
as much as we would have said, yeah, God's totally in our marriage, I don't think we were yielding to him at all. Mm. So at the end of a few months, we came together. We came together with the same counselor, just had everybody involved, and everybody was in agreement that if we wanted to move forward, that we should go for it. <laughs> and so, wow. and we believe that God, you know, he's a God of relationship mm. and, yeah. and redemption. So we went on our second first date. <laughs> awesome. And then we're remarried about three months after that. Wow. wow. That's incredible. That's awesome. So do you celebrate, which, what, what's your anniversary then? It's the first... Both it's of both. them. Both we of celebrate them. Yeah, oh. two we anniversaries. We do. So That's we awesome. celebrated our eighth in February, and then next month we'll celebrate our thirteenth. Awesome, guys! <laughs> That's so uh, great. I love hearing you. <clears throat> excuse me, Stephanie, um, because I think in a lot of our listeners and even us, we can fall on this. Oh, it's it's that it's my spouse's fault, right? Mm-hmm. It's right. them walking away. It's them choosing these things, yeah. and you're so graciously admitting your sin in the process. And that is huge. I don't think we hear that enough. I don't think we hear mm-hmm. how yeah. how we are playing that part mm-hmm. and how the Lord maybe allowed you guys to be apart for a bit in order to restore you even more and, and restore you, I think, you know, first with him and then oh, with each absolutely. other. Absolutely. We say all the time that God, he redeemed our lives mm-hmm. individually long before our marriage was and even that redeemed. that would have been enough, you yeah. know, right. if, yeah. if he hadn't, if he hadn't reconciled our marriage, you know, for us to, that, that would have been enough, mm. but mm. in his sovereignty, you know, he, and, and for his glory, like we get yeah. to tell this so story good. of what he's able to do. Mm. And it's, it's completely different. Like we're, yeah. we really are like our marriage, I feel like is born again mm. yeah. as, as different mm. people who are in that marriage. Um, and to see the, the see like the woman that I see when I look at her versus who I thought I saw, you mm. know, in our, in our first marriage mm-hmm. uh, right. uh, is, is truly a, a work of God. And, and this is, this is where out of the dust came from, right? Can yeah. you explain kind of the name and about your music and the intentionality of it? Yeah. So uh, in Genesis, it talks about God breathing breath into the dust of the ground. Uh, and we felt like, our marriage and our lives had been reduced to, Mm. to nothing. Mm. Um, and that out of what we had created in our own power, (laughs) God took and breathed life Mm. into that. And out of that dust, (laughs) out of the dust, you know, he, he created something Mm. new. That's awesome. with life. Yeah. And, what was dead now is alive. And music for us, he, he's always done the music thing around Nashville, you know, but I, I love music, but I never, ever in a million years thought that this is what I would be doing. Hmm. I had That's a master's degree in education, you know, I was awesome. teaching. Yeah. And, um, but we, we ended up just long story short, we went to this Christian music conference kind of thing. And just for fun, we're like, let's do the competition part just for fun. Uh, and we just kept making it further and I was terrified. I hated, I hated every moment of it. Um, but we ended up being in the finals. You're laughing at me now, but in the finals, they told us, they're like, you have about 10 seconds just to say your name in the song. And we were like, we're going to say our story really quick. And, uh, so we did, we took like a minute and just quickly shared what the Lord had done before we sang and we sounded terrible. And then, um, but at the end, a girl 
came up to me right after we were done just in tears because of what she was going through Mm. with her husband. And that, I think, was really the moment that we realized that music could be a platform that we could use Mm. to share our story. So then came the name. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, God, every time we've taken a step, there's been ground. Yeah. And so good. And you guys have you have a few resources, too. Or one. You gave us one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tell us. I mean, just talk us through kind of your, maybe just your albums briefly. And then, yeah, tell us about your resource. So yeah. it's good to hear from you guys what it is rather <laughs> yeah, than just <just> totally. regurgitating. <laughs> well, we, uh, we released an album with um, a ministry who kind of believes in what we do. And um, that album was born out of this season of trying to wrestle with our pain and mm. our suffering and to see what God can do when we yield mm. and surrender that pain to him and, and approach him with honesty and vulnerability with our brokenness. Um, and so it's a, it's an album like full of hope, but also an acknowledgement of the suffering, which I feel like can be, can be done in, in the industry that we're mm. in, but can often feel trite. So we, you know, we want to like actually say that that things are really hard and God is good enough to move beyond that pain, even if he doesn't Mm. do what he did. Mm. If he doesn't redeem everybody's marriage the way that he redeemed ours, or if Mm. he doesn't redeem your situation the way that you would hope that he's still good, Mm. even if he doesn't. Mm. Um, So that there's a lot of of those themes of brokenness and hopefulness and redemption. And uh, we also have uh, through that ministry, through um, this discovery house, uh, they, they helped us print um, like a little, a booklet of mm-hmm. our story our daily bread yes. yeah yes. hopefully to be yeah. followed up by a book in in the coming Yay. years we don't we don't know um praying and, and seeking that but do it um, <laughs> we'll be so, calling you <laughs> seriously need some help with that but but yeah, yeah so we've got that um that, that are available through uh through our website and a couple That's of videos awesome. on youtube too telling our story so That's awesome. yeah. and what is the website exactly out of the dust music.com okay yeah and we love i mean you know we get all the emails and Facebook and Instagram messages. We love being able to pray for couples and anybody going through their own struggles. Yeah. Like you guys, we meet a lot of people along the way who are Mm -hmm. seeking and and needing hope. And so it's great to be able to minister that way. So love if anybody needs hope to, you know, we can pray. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What a beautiful picture of, of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like you said, is that even if God hadn't been gracious in the same way that we want him to be gracious in every relationship to reconcile every marriage, uh, sin breaks things, right? And that, and in this case, God was gracious enough to keep your hearts soft toward each other. Mm-hmm. And I, I just rem- I'm reminded of the refrain all throughout the Old Testament where God is talking to the Israelites through his prophets. And he's saying, I will be your God and you will be my people. I will be your God and you will be my... And they keep turning away, but yes. he keeps saying, keeps calling them to him until finally, mm-hmm. what does he do? He just intercedes. Jesus is born and Jesus... Mm-hmm lives the life we couldn't live and died the death we should have died so that we can be rose, risen again with him. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, just such a beautiful picture of even being out, out of the dust and what that means and how he's taken so a death and turned it into eternal life for our gain and for his glory. And we mm-hmm. have done nothing to it. What is it? I think it's Jonathan Edwards who says that we did we contribute nothing to our salvation but the sin that makes it necessary. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's the same. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's, oh, that's our lives. And so... In marriage, that's, that's I think, the, the truth we need to stand on. And that's what I hear you saying in your story is that the grace that you give is equal to the extent in which you've experienced that grace, right? So now you see each other from an, in a totally different 
perspective, mm-hmm. right? Because you've both been kind of at that sense of rock bottom, like seeing your own sin and seeing your desperate need for a Savior. And how, how could you hold your sin against each other when Christ himself has not held your sin against you? And that, I think, is uh, something that we can cling to, we can hold fast to, mm-hmm. even if we don't. So I'm thinking of the, the, the wife and the, the husband listening to this who don't have an end in sight, right? They're in the tunnel. There's no light. They can't see that. I'm thinking of even in we're we're in a small town close to our hometown, the our friends that live not far from here, mm-hmm. who they were divorced for over a decade. Wow. Mm-hmm. And he he had left and lived the prodigal life, right? Like what you're describing, and to the nth degree, right? Making I don't know how much, but probably close to half a million a year, mm-hmm. doing it to the, to the nth degree, big big job. And she stood fast on God's promises and said, "I I believe, I trust, and." Were there tears? Absolutely. Bitter tears. Was there pain? Absolutely. Was there doubt? Absolutely. But Jesus was there the whole way. And so I, that's, I think, what it's so, it's easy to say that in, in a trite way, right? Your hate, your, your, your hurt and your pain will go away someday. Like it's easy just to say that where, from where we sit and, and talking now. Right. But I just want to encourage those couples in those moments right now, living there, that from the, the view from where you're standing, looking backward, God is good. And that's the same good God, no matter what happens here now in this life. It's a foregone collusion, right? Yeah. A foregone conclusion in that already, but not yet. We, Jesus will make all things new. Yeah. Right. Right. And so with yeah. that, with that said, go ahead. Well, I just have, um, I think if you guys could share, so just real briefly, just transitioning maybe, um, well, not yet. Okay. So Chris, 30 seconds of like what you would tell the husband. Yes. Thank you. You know, yeah. Uh, who's struggling, who's in the tunnel, Stephanie, what you would tell the wife. And then our final question of most memorable dates. And they can be different or the same. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Chris, what would you tell that husband um, that's maybe thinking about, maybe this marriage isn't for me. Maybe this isn't the place Mm -hmm. I need to be. Uh, I'm feeling compelled. I'm believing. I don't know that I'm believing some lies, but what are some of those? What would you say to him, Mm -hmm. the heart of that husband? I have friends who are in that place. Mm. Um, and I would say that um, you don't know what you don't know. And it's easy to believe the lies of, of self-sovereignty and freedom that, that mm. our culture <laughs> so, so uh, powerfully push to us mm-hmm. and on us and want us to believe. Um, but I love so much what you guys say about covenant versus contract. And I'm sure you've covered that before, but just to know that, man, I, I don't know how else to say it other than that. I promise that there is more than what you think that there is. And you mm-hmm. don't know what you're missing, mm-hmm. uh, by staying, um, hmm. And it might take years and, and there might be pain, but nothing is wasted in God's economy. Mm, Um, and that there is even in that struggle, even in that, whatever you're feeling, uh, don't isolate, you know, don't, don't, don't Mm. shut yourself off. Don't let your heart harden. Um, just pursue pursue openness and vulnerability. Hmm. I just want to layer in on on top of that. And then Stephanie, I definitely want to hear your Mm -hmm. part. But one of the things that came to mind when you were talking is the idea of spiritual transparency. We talk about transparency in marriage a lot. Mm -hmm. 
in that it's easy to talk about, you know, how have you sinned or how have you, you know, how have you, um, can I see your phone history, right? Like <laughs> that kind of transparency, but spiritual trans- transparency is really going to each other and saying, hey, I'm doubting. I have this doubt. Mm-hmm. I'm not believing this scripture and it's hard. And it, it's, it's, I think I, I would want to just add that to. Or even to, like, I don't know how scriptures apply here. Like I'm having a hard right. time understanding the gospel in these, in this situation. Or I how, can't reconcile. or I don't understand how God is good when I read yeah. the first five books of the Bible. They're <laughs> brutal and bloody. Right. How is God good in yes. that? Totally. Okay. So I think that's, that. I would encourage those men alongside you is that like, ask those hard questions. Yes, the, spiritual integrity and the, the that's what I love about the biblical worldview is I feel like it's in, it holds up as long as you keep asking the questions. So I would say ask those questions not in a in a vacuum, but do it in community. And that's sometimes hard because sometimes you just want community to affirm what you already want to believe, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I don't want to take the take the stage any more than that. But just to just to kind of reiterate what you said and maybe layer in a little bit on top of it. Yeah, and if there's fellows struggling with doubt, like one of my favorite things that I've heard about faith is that faith isn't isn't an isn't an analog to certainty. Like your amount of faith doesn't doesn't uh, equal your amount of certainty. Mm-hmm. Your amount of faith equals your amount of commitment. Mm-hmm. So pushing through and just having trust when you can't see. Mm. Um, and I know that's so hard. And, and, and I, I don't know that I would have been able to hear that message, but to know, to hear someone who's further down the road to say, to stick with it and, mm. and to, oh. to stay committed and to stay faithful to God um, when you can't see. Yeah. That's awesome. so what faith is. So good. Stephanie to the wife who is either praying and, or maybe, I mean, maybe she's, thinking that she just needs to check out because he's checked out mm-hmm. what would you how would you encourage them to to fight in that situation oh man first of all i just i would want her to know she's not alone mm. um because it's a scary and lonely place and mm-hmm. there are even just knowing there are other people going through it is huge mm-hmm. um and to surround yourself with people who are not just for you, but for your marriage, you know, who are going to fight alongside you, not so be good. dogging your husband or, you know, mm. you need to just leave him, you know, somebody that's going to be for your marriage mm. is really important. But uh, just to know that God is there, like he's there in the midst of the pain, even when you can't see it, you can't see him. You don't know yeah. why you're going through it. Like, I mean, I, I didn't understand mm. because to me, like I made all the right choices. So why would I, yeah. why would I be going through this? Mm. Um, but just knowing that there, there is a purpose that there's God will use pain, which is so countercultural, you know. Um, yeah, just that, that God is in it. He is for you. He hears your prayers mm-hmm. and that there will be redemption in the end. We may not know what that looks like, but there will be redemption. So good. So good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, oh, so we, we have time for two questions. And I, I, oh, you have a question? Well, I'm talking about just the date question, oh, and then okay. I'm going to ask about a song. Okay. Uh, so what's your favorite date? I mean, you guys can share. You can share, uh-huh. share separately, or you can share the same date. What, what would you guys say to that? Okay, so we, <laughs> in the nature of what we do, and we have two young kids, so mm-hmm. I feel like we don't have a lot of... <laughs> It's so hard to describe. Our life is so weird right now. But <laughs> we don't go out on a lot of dates when we're at home because we use a lot of our child care when we're on the road. Right. Mm-hmm. If our kids aren't right. with us. But we get to do really cool things on the road. Mm-hmm. And because we're here in the Pacific Northwest, it reminds me, uh, last year we came and played a concert at a church and really close. We're not supposed to say, well, technically we weren't supposed to say where this treehouse was, but we got put up an <laughs> elder nice. of the church built like a, literally a treehouse master's treehouse awesome. that we got to stay in somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it was just the coolest. And we were here 
during Taste of Tacoma. Nice. We had never been before. Yes. So we just had, we just love going and exploring new places. So and cool. Being from Nashville, it's so different up here. Right. It's beautiful. Um, that it's fresh in my mind as we're here yeah. <laughs> this awesome. weekend, but it was such a cool, That's incredible. cool That's really day. Cool. Well, you can't beat the Northwest, no matter what you say, Chris. I mean. <laughs> uh, so mine would be, uh, I think our first date, which uh, the first first date or second first date? <laughs> uh, probably our first first okay. date. Aww. Uh, which I don't know that it's our best, but it's the one. Yeah. If someone says, "What was your cool?" It was most memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just. I, I we went out to eat and uh, saw a movie, but then the the creme de la creme. I I uh, drove my black <laughs> Honda Civic into the backyard of my house at that time, and the stars were out, and yes. uh, we like. I'm so, I'm such a romantic. You really like, are. It's <laughs> so silly, uh, but I like That's put awesome. a blanket down and uh, we danced. To Nora Jones and um, wow, yeah. nice. We now have a daughter named Nora. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. For more than just that reason, but yeah, yeah. that's just a good a first date. Wow, way to go! <laughs> Shooting for the moon, fellas. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so as we as we wrap it up, I'd love to kind of play one of your songs for our sure. listeners because we were talking about like it's one thing to describe music; you need to be able to hear the music to actually know. <laughs> Right, what totally. you feel and how it makes you feel. So, what's a what? What song should we play? What should we play for folks? Maybe all that I'm made for. Totally. Okay. Uh, all that I'm okay. made for. Yeah. So that was the the kind of the single off of our first record, um, and it was written really from the place of us coming back together and God redeeming our marriage and us realizing we don't want our lives to look the same as mm. they did before. And we had actually just gone to Kenya together as well. And so you get that perspective and oh. it just completely changes just your world. totally wide-eyed. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it was just this shift. It, the song is a prayer, really, of us wanting to have this shift of this life is not about me. Mm. <laughs> like it's mm. We want to be aware and awakened to this life that God has called us to this, this walk that Jesus demonstrated in the Bible. Like we want, we want that for so our lives. Believing and having faith that that's the truest life. Yeah. Um, it's living open and, and, and dying to yourself and that's awesome. So Awoken good. to new life. So good. <laughs> well, we'll play that out and I'm sure our listeners will enjoy it. I don't think I'm going to do any sort of like outro after this. So Chris and Stephanie, thank you for joining thank us. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for been having awesome. us. Yes, such Listen. a blessing. I think you're probably, there was one of our, their first interview, I think, um, talking about just reconciliation, just reconciliation yeah. after mm. divorce. You guys are our first and only so far. And it's been a big felt need, I think, in mm -hmm. Fierce Marriage, mm -hmm. the community. So thank you so much for yeah. sharing so openly and transparently and yeah. making time for us. They're on the road, people. Yeah. They Seriously. stopped for us. They squeezed us in. <laughs> yes. well, we were already super fans of you guys, so <laughs> it, was, it was an honor to be here. Awesome. Well, listeners, you can go to outofthedustmusic.com, right, mm -hmm. and, and listen to their music. Or you can go to Spotify, I would assume. You can find mm -hmm. it in iTunes. All, anywhere you're yep. going to find music, you can yep. find their stuff. Yeah. Make sure and pay for the album because I think you get revenue from that. So if you like <laughs> Like the music, more, yeah. <laughs> listeners, if you like the music, go ahead and support their ministry. Yeah. Chris and Stephanie, again, thank you so much for joining us. It's yes. been a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you for what you do. Yeah. Life is more than simply chasing after things I think I need. It's not about me. It's not about me. It's not about me. Every day I slave and search for what will make me. 
Children of the light, awake, go sleeper. 